Hey, it's Kathy. I'm so excited because, drumroll please, doors are officially open to my program, The Abundance Method. I have been wanting to put this program out in the world for two and a half years. I've been working on it behind the scenes, and this is my signature program. This is the program that is going to teach you the method, the framework for how to become a master manifester in your life. Why is that? Because everything is vibration. We live in a world that is atomic. That means the world is made of atoms, which is energy. 99.9% of every atom is energy and less than 1% particle. So in order for us to manifest in our life, we need to become the highest vibe possible and to sustain that. This program is going to show you how to meditate and how to set your day on the right track so that you have a practice that can help you project your amazing energy into the world, which will bend the 3D, which will help you manifest in ways that you won't even believe. This is a transformative live 10-week program. It is designed to help you on this journey of spiritual awakening. It's going to give you tons of tools. I'm going to show you how to change your energy, master the manifestation once and for all, This is the first program of its kind. We're actually trademarking all of this framework because it is something that is so unique. And I think you're going to be so excited about learning it. Also, there are some bonuses right now. If you sign up before May 10th, you'll be getting a physical abundance box. Plus, you're going to get an exclusive podcast so that you can be listening to this program. If you can't make the live Zoom calls, we can give it to you on a track so that you can be listening to it like you do a podcast. Also, you're going to get a pack of 10 meditations from me. And you're going to be getting a training that I just gave a workshop called Permission to be Rich, one of the best workshops I've ever done, which you will love. And there is a platinum level to this program. If you choose the platinum level, not only do you get extra coaching calls with me, you also get extra mentor support, but this is really cool. You also get a retreat included. My retreats are normally $3,000. You will get the retreat for free included. Plus, You will get a front row seat at that retreat because you will be on the platinum VIP track at the retreat. All of this is here for you. I'd love to see you in this program. I want to see you tapping in, turning on to that electricity within you so that you can find your way to the life that you were born to manifest for yourself. You can join us now at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait. Get on in there. See what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun. We know how to add value to our products. So we just have to silence the chaos and keep going forward. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business, it's about contribution, it's about meaning. That is what we seek That is what we truly want, and you absolutely are here to serve the world, and I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you, and every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Fiverr for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. It's so easy to find freelance talent for your business or product. Don't waste any more time. Get 10% off and the service you deserve by going to F-I-V-E-R-R.com and use code DREAMJOB. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. It's been such an intense time and I just feel like it's such a roller coaster. One moment I'm having like a chest pain and feeling super anxious. And then another moment I feel more present than I have been in so long. In fact, at one point today, I turned to my husband and I said, I don't want things to go back to the way that they were. Meaning I don't want to go back to, to just being in this place where I'm running 50 miles a minute and everything just feels like it's not in perspective. Like I feel like right now, I feel so present. I'm spending quality time with my kids. We are 
taking a walk around the block as a family every day. We're reading together. We're doing a family movie in the evenings. There's a lot of different things happening. Like my kids are obviously now homeschooled and we are doing chores together. And as, as weird as it sounds, I'm like, I'm enjoying sweeping the floor with them and washing dishes. There's just something about it that feels like it was a gift. And at the same time, I'm also scared, you know, to go to the grocery store. So I'm not even really doing that. So there's a mix, right? It's, it's such a juxtaposition of, of some things that feel like a gift to be present, to have this time. And then there's also like, oh no. And when we start to get into the future of what's going to happen and what's going to happen, it gets really scary. I did want to report some good news. We now know that Apple has reopened 40 of their stores in China which is huge. We know that uh, 17 of the overflow hospitals in China have been closed because they don't have enough cases now to keep the overflow hospitals going, which is great news. We know that Starbucks has reopened 95% of their stores in China. So we're seeing that China is eight weeks ahead of where we are in the US, at least. I know there's a lot of people listening from all over right now, but that's a good indication that things are feeling like the sun is coming out and there's some healing. So it's important to focus on the good news. You know, if we're going to read certain things that are facts, we should read all the facts. And it's possible that eight weeks from now, things are going to look a lot different. And maybe we're going to look back and say, what a gift that we had this time. And if we could all just stay present, that would be the best thing ever to learn how to be resilient and mindful. And remember that courage is not something that happens in a vacuum. Courage is something that happens when we are scared and that's when our perseverance shows up and we, we see, you know, we, we, we see just how much it's our own resourcefulness and creativity that really makes all the difference anyway. One of the things that I love about this podcast is that so many of the stories of people who've been on this show built something out of nothing. Howard Schultz was raised in public housing and then his business is worth billions, right? Every single person, Barbara Corcoran came on. She talked about how she grew up. They didn't have a lot financially. She was a waitress and she started a real estate empire from scratch. You know, it's just amazing how we can be resourceful and maybe you know, I've been saying for a while that people in some ways, what do I say? Don't keep your day job. Like, what do you really want to do? And right now, maybe we need to pivot and think about how we can show up and be creative online and connect, whether we're creating courses or selling products or gathering people together over Zoom. There's so many different things that we can create experiences as well as things that people can learn as well as things that people can buy. And there's more people there than ever. So in some ways you could see this as an opportunity. You know, I always say that the thing we want more than anything is purpose. And let me tell you, you are needed right now and you have so much light to give. So there is incredible purpose right here, right now. I wanted to let you know that we are doing a book club starting today at 11.30 a.m. PST. It's free. If you can make it, I'll be on Facebook and Instagram today at 11.30 a.m. I'll be reading from the book. I'll be doing some Q&A. So come and join us. I'd love to talk to you and, and share with you some of these tools and start talking about what do you really want to do in this world? Maybe right now, one of the gifts is to come home to ourselves and get clearer about what it is that we really want to be doing with our time and how can we really show up? And I have to say, you know, the businesses that I've built in the last four years are all online from, from podcasts to courses, to coaching, to all different ways that I interact with people using social media, using zoom. And it is just incredible how much is there. And I would love it if overnight I could give you guys, like if I could wave a wand and help you guys build those online platforms, there's such a need for it. So in today's episode, we're going to get into some of that as well. I can't wait to dive in. I also want to let you know that we're doing a big giveaway on my Instagram. If you go to my Instagram, you'll see a giveaway from a couple days ago. It's me and a bunch of awesome women, uh, Lori Harder, Jerisha Hawk, Amber Lillystrom, Sahara Rose, Angie Lee, Julie Solomon, Susie Moore, Laura Belgray. If you go to my Instagram page, you can click on that and enter the giveaway. We'll be choosing a hundred of you and doing a Zoom coaching session, diving into mindset and personal leadership, talking about how to pivot what you're 
promise can be to your audience right now, given the climate of where we're at in the world. We're going to talk about how to sell in sensitive times and and how to really show up and make the thing that people need. We're going to talk about how to be resilient and find more of a sense of purpose right now in your work. So we'll be gifting a hundred people that Zoom session, and we'll also be giving three people a spiritual gangster hoodie, a pair of Apple AirPods, and a blanket from Barefoot Dreams, just to send you some cozy comfort and things that we thought might be useful right now. So you can go ahead and enter that giveaway. It's on my Instagram. We'll put a link to that in the show notes and I'll be on Instagram anyway. So if you want to go over there and enter that giveaway, you can enter that giveaway and then you'll also see me. I'll be there at 1130 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to start the book club today. And I'm so excited. So join us for that. There's a link in the show notes for that. And there's also a link in my Instagram bio for that as well. All right, let's talk about today's episode. We have the awesome Allison Price joining us. She's an entrepreneur, a coach, mentor, podcaster, and she's a genius when it comes to building an online business, especially a product-based business, which I know applies to a lot of you listening. Allison has built four multi-million dollar online brands, and now she's mentoring others and teaching us her secrets to building a profitable, sustainable online business. She also hosts the podcast Because I Can Life, a show designed for those of you who are ready to step into your Because I Can life where you do not need permission to make money, where you can live your beautiful life and find your inner happy. Definitely go listen after you finish this episode. Really in this moment, now is the time to take what you love, take what you know, and build your own online platform. Allison has so much juicy information to share on how to construct a solid foundation for this and leverage both the things you have and the things you don't have so that you can scale to a six and seven figure income. You're definitely going to want to take notes. Without further ado, please welcome the remarkable Allison Prince. Allison Prince, thank you so much for making this time and being here. I am so excited to be here. I can't wait to get into all this stuff. People need to build a business and people need to build a business online. Yeah. And we know that, right? There's a big pivot happening. So I feel thankful that you're going to share some, some of what you know about that. Before we get into it, I want to give people a sense of a context of who you are and tell us a little bit about the arc. All right. So I started as a junior high school teacher because I was told that if I went to college, I would have financial security. And I was just looking for financial security. I knew teachers didn't make a bajillion dollars and have mansions or things like that, right? I just wanted to know that I was going to be okay. So I worked for a month and they handed me my first paycheck and they said that I qualified for government assistance. And I was like, what? no, you're telling me I can't even pay for my own food with the amount of money that I'm making. And that was a huge slap in the face. Four years of studying to find out that I needed to go get a second job. And so I had a little baby and then my husband was in school full time. And I was like, oh shoot, (laughs) more student loans, right? And so I started my first business of tutoring. And you can probably imagine new mom working full-time as a school teacher and then tutoring at nights. Like that was exhausting. And I just decided I didn't want a life like this. I didn't want to be exhausted. I wanted to be able to live the life that I imagined. And that included buying my own food. So I went to the local library, rented (laughs) out books because I couldn't pay for any books. Right. And then just started on this entrepreneur journey, testing and trying and trying to figure out what I wanted. And so I came across the online world and it was the thing that I was looking for. I could stay home with my kids, figure out a way to make money. And I had to figure out what type of online thing that I wanted to do. And I read about e-commerce and I'm a bit of an introvert. And so I was like, sweet, I can hide behind my computer screen while I have babies spit up and bedhead and be able to start making money. I didn't have to put my face out there to the whole world. And so I, everything I read said I had to have inventory and I had to have a lot of money to start. And I was like, I got to figure out another way. I got to use my resources, look around, figure out what I can do. So I looked around my little makeshift office. It was just a bedroom with a whole bunch of just odds and ends in it. And there was a pile of stuff that was headed to the trash. And I took one of the things and it was, do you know what vinyl lettering is? It's basically black sticky paper that you can cut out and then you can put this quote on your wall. You just put it on stuff. 
And usually people have a cutter and I didn't even have a cutter. Mine was broken at the time. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to just cut it and sell sheets of it. And so I put it up online. I can't even. I couldn't even tell people what to do with it. I couldn't even create and craft with it because I didn't have a cutter. So I said, go look at these pictures on Pinterest. Go look to see what you can do with it. So I'm leveraging trash. I'm leveraging creativity, right? (laughs) I put it up online and we ended up selling out that day. And it was at that moment where I was like, oh my gosh, this is for reals. And I think I made, I don't know, two, $300 and I was in heaven. I'm like, yes, I've cracked the code. I've cracked the code. And then I realized, oh shoot, I sold out. I don't have anything else to sell. So I went downstairs and I'm rummaging through the birthday box of leftover stuff for my children. And I found these little gable boxes and they, it was leftover from like holding cookies or something like that. And I put those up online for the next day and they didn't sell. I was like, shoot. Okay. 50, 50 chance. Uh, I can, I can take this gamble. I can take this gamble. So I tried the third day and I didn't sell anything and almost walked away. I said, I just got lucky. I'm going to take my two, $300 and call it good and almost walked away. But then I had a little voice inside of me. It was actually like a strong kick up the back end. (laughs) Not really. It was like, Allison, don't stop. I just don't stop. You just saw what could happen. Don't stop. And so I woke up the next morning, posted, I don't even remember where it was. And then just started doing it day after day because at that moment I decided that I had to get on the roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship. I knew there was going to be days that were just going to be like the dips of the roller coaster. And then there were going to be the highs of the roller coaster. And I had to decide at that moment if I was ready to get in that first seat, the very front row, or if I was just going to sit on the sidelines and I'm like, I'm sitting in the front row. Let's do this. Let's do this. And uh, so we did it day after day after day and by year two we'd built a multi-million dollar business, like trash (laughs) to cash. Like it, it really works. It really 100% works. Oh boy. Okay. So let's pick it apart in pieces. So first day it works. Second day, not so much. Third day, not so much. Then you have that big moment and you're like, I'm going all in. And then what are the things that you did and what are the things that took place? And now you're teaching this to people. How did you do it? And how can we do that? So the first thing is I had to commit. I had to commit to every day. And I actually listened to a podcast called the making of Oprah. And one thing that Oprah talked about was when she was she did her show for 25 years. And then she switched over to the OWN, her own network. When she switched over, she thought all of her people would follow her, but they didn't. I mean, some people did, but not everybody followed. She said, I realized that I created the 4 p.m. habit. I created habits in my customers to show up every single day at 4 p.m. And so looking back on the business, of when I started this, I created a habit for my customers to show up every single day. So I had to set up this business. I had to work before my babies woke up. So I got up at 5 a.m. I posted my product at seven because I knew my babies were going to be up and I had to go to diaper change, sippy cup, you know, all the mom stuff, right? Now looking back on it, what do moms do at 7 a.m.? They're on their phone scrolling, looking, right? And so Every single day I showed up, every single day, my customers could count on me every single day. I put up a product because they knew that I was going to be there for them. If I skipped one day, it would have thrown everything off. So consistency in your business is key. Now, maybe people are thinking, Oh, I don't, I just don't know if I can do it every day. You don't have to. So I have a podcast now and I say it's the Tuesday habit. Tuesday is the day for you to focus. I want you showing up the Tuesday habit. So it's number one thing is start thinking about how you can create a habit with your customers so that they show up. Maybe it's Facebook live, Instagram live podcast, putting a product out there, let your customers know when you're going to show up. And then another thing is don't sell your product. Please don't sell your product. If I went and sold my product, that vinyl lettering, that first stuff. And I said, it's black sticky paper. Get it. It's $4 or whatever it is nobody would have bought. You sell what you can do with the product. 
I said, it wasn't buy sticky paper. It was put this inspirational quote on your kitchen wall. Put this inspirational quote on your child's wall to let them know just how awesome they are. And so by selling the vision, instead of selling the stuff, it changes everything. And you don't have to be creative. Like there, God gave us Pinterest. You don't have to be creative. You can go over to Pinterest. Don't knock their ideas off, but get inspired by it. And I know a lot of people get in their head and they're like, oh, I just, I don't know what to sell. Like find the trash in your house then hop over to Pinterest and see what you can do with it. That is awesome. I already started taking notes. A lot of the folks that listen to this show have things that they want to sell that they make. Some of them are jewelry makers. Some of them crochet. Some of them are making hand-lettered goods. And they maybe have tried putting things up on Etsy and maybe haven't gotten that much of a response. So already you're saying do it every day. And I love this idea of like, don't, don't sell the product, but create you know, the vision of what you do with this product, build a world around it. Mm -hmm. But what else would you say for them to do for their thing to stand out amongst the rest of other things that are online? So (laughs) we're going to talk llamas. Are you okay with talking llamas? Yeah, I love llamas. (laughs) All right. So there is this uh, gas station in Idaho and this gas station had llamas. And when we would drive by it, we didn't need gas. We didn't need food. We didn't need snacks, but my kids would scream, can we go feed the llamas? And of course, what do we do? We go pull off to the gas station. We feed the llamas. Then we're like, well, let's just fill up gas. Let's get some snacks. And we've spent 50, $60 because we got off to feed these dang llamas, right? And so when you are posting your products and people are on the freeway of social media, if you don't have a llama to get your customers off the freeway of social media, why would they stop? So what is the thing that's going to stop people and help them pull off into your gas station and to feed the llamas that you have? Like, what is it that's pulling people away that has to be loud and proud that everybody loves. Like if you are an Etsy owner, like why is it that people should come to your store? Like, is it because you offer the best customer service out there? Is it because in every package you give a bonus, a surprise bonus? I know with my packages (laughs) for eight, nine years, we threw in a Laffy Taffy to create a sugar and a joke. And we would get more pictures back of moms eating the Laffy Taffy in their closet, hiding it from their kids or kids giggling, trying to get the package before their mom or husbands writing in that says, my wife can buy from you anytime as long as I get the Laffy Taffy. And then we'd start putting two Laffy Taffies in those customers' packages, right? One for the husband, one for the wife. We would send husbands full packages of Laffy Taffies for just some random thinking of you reason right? For supporting your wife or I don't know, something like that. Or we'd send it to the wife or we'd send it to the kids, but it's that extra mile. Like why, what is it that's going to get your customers off the freeway of social media? Brilliant. I will never forget that. That's (laughs) such an incredible example. What a beautiful metaphor. Okay. So next thing, would you say there are certain products that sell better than others? Or would you say that as long as you have a reason to pull people off, I love that idea the freeway of social media you'll be able to sell something? Or do you think that there are certain products that by and large definitely do better? Well, <laughs> I always think of the Chia Pet. For me, I'm like, what in the world? It's a piece of clay that you have to water and it's got green sprouty things that come out. And as a mom, I don't want to take care of one more thing. But yet they have built that into a bajillion dollar <laughs> business, Right. And so it's all about how you position it for your people. Right now, going through this um, crisis, people are like, how do I sell clothes? How do I sell earrings? These are non-essentials, Allison. Amazon is shutting their doors for all non-essentials, right? Amazon's putting businesses, don't even get me started on playing in someone else's playground. You've got to build your own playground. Then you can sell another, but you've got to build that solid foundation on your own playground. And it's, it's changing the conversation, right? Instead of, Hey, buy the shirt. It's, Hey, the shirt that I'm wearing today that says joy, it reminds me that I need to look for the joy in the everyday. 
I need to know that I've got two choices. I can wake up joyful or I can wake up fearful. When I put on this shirt and I see the reflection as I'm working in my computer that it says joy, I remember where I'm at. Like this morning, I'll be super vulnerable and honest. I'm in a lockdown here in Puerto Rico and we're not allowed to leave. We're not allowed to go into our front yards. We need to stay in the backyards. And I love being on the island. I'm so grateful to be able to be here, but I had to go out and I sat on my driveway for just a second and I just, I lost it. I started crying and I took a big deep breath in and I just felt like that crying was, was cleansing for me was very, very cleansing. And then I came back in and I had to remember, okay, what is my mission? What am I doing? Am I going to be thrown back and forth or am I going to keep moving forward about what I'm meant to do? I cannot control personally the coronavirus. I personally cannot control the economy. I cannot change those things, but what can I change? Me. And can I go out there and help other people? Yeah. So how am I going to show up today? Instead of asking, what do I need? I'm going to go out there and start saying, what do you need? How can I help you? And if I had a shirt that said joy, it would remind me, oh yeah, keep going, Allison, keep going. So the non-essential items, I believe they're essential. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you are sharing this with people. Everyone right now is feeling terrified that it's the wrong time to sell something. There's a lot of business shaming going on. Oh my gosh. Who are you to have your shop open? Who are you to have a Facebook ad going? Who are you to have a buy button in a time like this? Allison, what do you say to that? I believe that entrepreneurs and creating money into the world, putting money into the world is like the body needing blood. Entrepreneurs create the economy to be strong. Entrepreneurs are required to get money to move, just like the body needs blood to move in the body. If blood stops, what does the body do? It dies. If entrepreneurs stop, what happens? The economy dies, right? It is our job, our responsibility to just keep going. When we come out and say, hey, listen, I'm going to charge you so that I can pay my employees so that they can put food on their table. The grocery stores aren't going to give us food for free. The banks aren't going to pay for our mortgage. So it's selfish for us to give stuff away for free because that means people are going to lose their jobs. And you won't be able to spend money. No. And you have to spend money because you're the blood of the economy and you need to keep it going. Like this is when entrepreneurs get to step up instead of shrink down. Instead of talking about, hey, look how cute these earrings make you look. No. Why are those earrings essential? Because you've been cooped up in your house on lockdown for days. And sometimes you just want a little bit of sass. You put those earrings in and you feel like you can conquer the world. To me, earrings are essential. Love them. It's all so awesome. Let me ask you this question. So often in business, people will say it's really important to be specific. And when you were first talking, you were like, I'm just finding different items in my house. At some point, did you feel it was important for you to get niche and get specific and build an audience around a certain type of product? Yes, no, no. (laughs) I think it's more important to build what your brand is about. So my brand was the first brand, it was all about getting it before your neighbor. It was about creating competition to get the product. Then I built another company and we sold pillowcases. And that one, yes, it was built around a specific product, but the branding was all about having sleepovers at grandma's house, going camping and having matching pillowcases. Christmas time, everybody has matching pajamas, right? why can't we have matching pillowcases where when we sleep at night and then we get up in the morning and that was spurred by walking down and seeing my kids on their technology. And I was like, how do I break this trance? So I walked upstairs, grabbed their pillow, came back down and started booting up them upside the back end with his pillow. Then (laughs) my son looks at me and he's like, that's my pillowcase. And so then it turned into this all out, just fun wrestling match. The phones went away and we got back like the connection, the laughter, the joy. And that's what the business was around. It was based around a story 
And then now we sell other things that complement it. But I think when you build your brand, like what do you want your customers to see when they land on your site? How do they feel? Uh, Then the products come, right? Yeah, you might have to test earrings and then you're switching to notebooks and then you're maybe looking at necklaces. And I know this is so opposite of what other people say, but I think when you first get started, you don't know. And so you have to just start taking action, just one step in front of the other. When I first started, if I needed to know my 10-year vision or my two-year, even my month vision, I would have never started. All I did was prove to myself that I could get started. I think it's just starting and telling yourself that you're going to keep going and keeping that promise to yourself. The other stuff will come. I love the examples that you give and how you started with this vinyl stickers and then went to pillowcases and built multi-million dollar businesses with these things. Like it's fascinating, you know, how like all of this grows. I think people have this misconception that they need millions of followers or at least hundreds of thousands of followers to make a six figure income. Can you explain why that's true or not true? Yeah. So when I was running my uh, first business, I started this pillowcase business and I actually didn't have a social media account. I didn't want to balance another thing. I wanted to see if I could do it. And I started from ground zero. So I didn't leverage any of my other businesses. I wanted to prove. And I think at the time I was trying to prove to myself that I wasn't a one hit wonder and that I could do it again. And so we launched this business and with zero social following and ended up building by year two, we'd hit a million dollars. And here's another example. So my daughters, when they were 10 and 13, they were sleeping in, you know, come on kids, get out of bed on Saturday mornings. And so we gave them some options and we said, Hey, you can either do more chores, you can move out of the house or you can start a business, right? Like let's get you productive in this world. So they started a business and within uh, nine months, they'd hit their first six figures. No way. And it's because we took action and we didn't stop and we learned and I'm surrounded by this, Allison. So I, (laughs) this is what's insane. It is reality. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, so let's talk about the launching part. How do you get people to even know that you have a sale? Like when people have this thing of Cass, I don't have any social media followers. And she just said she was able to do it, but I don't really know what that means. Cause I've done it. I've put stuff on Etsy. Nobody comes. I did write a story. How do I build a little bit of momentum so that people will really maybe see it? Okay. So it goes back to leveraging and using leverage of what you don't have. So like my girls, when they started their store, I didn't want them to be on social. So what I teach and what I believe in and what I know works is you leverage other people's audiences. You use influencers that have been online and talking and warming their audience for years. So imagine getting um, Taylor Swift, she's up on stage dancing around and she stops and she's like, hey, check out my earrings. Look how cute they are. Swipe up and go get them. What's everybody gonna do? They're going to go get the earrings, right? But you don't have to go after the Taylor Swifts now. There are so many influencers out there that would love to talk about your product and drive traffic to your store because they love to create, like, here's the new funnest thing, or hey, look at this product, or look how cute this is. And when you work together, you're creating this three-way win situation. Win because you get to sell more product. Win because influencers, they get paid through you. They get paid through businesses Because what they're talking about, if they're just talking, they don't make any money. They have to team up with a business. And then a win for the uh, customer, and it's a three-way win right there. So leverage what you don't have. So smart. Now, I don't think big influencers, actually, I know big influencers aren't the key. Find the micro influencers. Yes, 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 yes. And like micro, micro, two to 3,000 have been crushing it for us over the ones of a hundred thousand. So at this point in our businesses, we don't look at anybody over a hundred thousand and we're stretching down to maybe 50,000 followers. 
I'm, so, I, I'm obsessed with everything that you are and everything that you say. <laughs> um, and yes, it's so true. It's so true. And what I want you guys listening to hear is when you go to look at somebody's account, instead of looking at the number, look at the engagement. So if they have a few thousand followers and there's a decent amount of comments and likes, that means those people are listening. So think of it this way. Imagine if you have three people that you serve well, and then they go and each tell 365 people who really listen. How on earth can you get that through paid marketing? No way. And isn't it so much better if it's somebody saying it rather than an ad that's popping up that you're like, why would I believe an ad? It's an ad, right? So yeah, this is so genius. And I love that you were like, no, 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 it shouldn't be big. It should be small. All right. I have so much more to ask you, but first let's just take a quick ad break. I'm not a pro at doing every single thing, so sometimes I need to hire a freelancer to take care of the pieces that aren't in my expertise, but finding the right freelancer can become a hassle that wastes your time and money. Thanks to Fiverr, this doesn't have to be a headache. Fiverr's marketplace helps you get more done with less. They connect businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and more. With Fiverr, you get quality talent you can count on. In fact, their sellers have worked with some of the most influential brands in the world. When we use Fiverr, we were really impressed by how easy and transparent it was. We could review seller ratings, buyer feedback, and select the right freelancer based on our budget. The graphic designer we ended up working with was super nice and professional, and she was really flexible with our revisions. Take five and check out fiverr.com and you will receive 10% off your first order by using my code dreamjob. It's so easy. Don't waste any more time and get the service you deserve by going to fiverr.com code dreamjob. Fiverr, it starts here. A lot of people feel like they don't have the right stuff to start. They don't have the best quality photos. They're sort of dealing with that imposter syndrome of like, I don't have the best language. I don't know how to be the best copywriter or take the best pictures or so they don't feel they're ready, right? There's a feeling of I'm not ready. I'm going to make it messy. It's going to be, what do you think matters most? And how do we overcome that feeling so that we can start with where we're at and what we have right now? I think the first thing is you have to recognize those feelings. It took me a few years to realize that everybody thinks that, that imposter syndrome plagues everybody, right? Um, And then I think as soon as you start realizing those, I call it um, kick fear in the teeth because fear is the thing that stops you, right? So we, we talk about kicking fear in the teeth all the time. The next thing, if you feel like, I just don't have the photography, that's fine. We're not meant to learn every single skill out there. We're meant to be the contractor of our business. Like if we go out and we learn to build a house, if we have to learn the framework, that's going to take us six months, right? And then if we have to learn the concrete, that's going to take us another year. And then if we have to learn electrical, we're three years out in our business before we've even built our house. That's ridiculous. Use leveraging. When I first started, I leveraged my product for a photographer and we did swaps. I leveraged things to help me start going. There's plenty of people who are just starting their businesses, whether it's photography, contact the local high school, find some kids that are in the photography class to take products, uh, picture products for you. Right. I think the big theme of this whole podcast episode is leverage what you don't have. Just be resourceful. It's out there. You just have to figure out what it is that you don't have and then figure out who has it and then how to create that win-win situation. Yeah. Unbelievable. A lot of things that come up around imposter syndrome then rear their head again when it comes to pricing. I think Mm -hmm. that we are like afraid to charge. We think that we're being mean. There's something insensitive or there's something like, how dare we? So we, we usually way undersell ourselves and we charge too little Mm -hmm. Um, or we never charge because we think, it's one thing for me to make these items. It's one thing for me to build this course. But as soon as I have to actually put a price on it and think that someone's going to trade me money for this thing, I go, forget it. So when it comes to pricing, how do you have the confidence to price, to price well, and to have the courage to say, there it is, and then to allow people to pay you for that? I think this is such such a great question. I remember the going through this process. And I think with everything I sell, I go through this process and I have to remember that if I have the mentality of I'm taking something from them, Mm. money is just paper with a guy's face on it. We have distorted 
what money is, right? And if I feel like I'm taking from them, we're human beings. We don't want to take anything from people, right? So you switch back to your product and you say, look at this product, look at the value, look at how it's going to change your life. Then it's here, all this stuff, whatever it is that you have, these earrings and how it's going to light you up and it's going to make you feel so incredibly good, you're putting value into the world. You're putting value into that person. So if you can think about how can I put more value into the world, then someone hands you these dollars that just fill up your bank account. Like that's how it works. The more value, not stuff, more value you put into the world the more your product's worth. I mean, you've been to a parade and they throw out all the free stuff, right? The free t-shirt, the free crap. What happens to free crap? Goes in the trash. You don't keep it. But when people have something valuable and we've associated money with value, right? We need something to count. Like that's one plus one is two. Great. Then people start respecting it more. They take care of it more. And so why would we think that anything that has value should be free. It's not. So think about putting value into the world versus taking from someone. You're not, you're giving more. It's so good. I took tons of notes. Are there a few people in your community who've learned from you, who you can give as an example of how they've been able to go from zero to this and actually scale and grow business? Anyone you want to share? Yeah. Yeah. There's one gal. I have to keep her name on the down low. Can I, I'll just say Olive is her name, but she came in and she had been trying to sell products for years. And the previous year she had not even reached a thousand dollars in sales. And she came into my world and I showed her how to start leveraging. And I actually, okay, here's, I have a lot of stories. Um, it's, I call it getting on the business jet and speeding up your, your business. Let's say you and I are running a race and I just finished off my 12th cookie. <laughs> There's no way I can win this race. Right. And you've been working out forever. Uh, and so we're in this race and I'm really competitive. And so I decided to get on a bicycle. Who's going to win me. Right. And then you're like, Allison, that's not fair. So let me give you the bicycle and then let's race again. I get in a car. Who's going to win. And then we go all the way up to a jet and I'm in the jet and you're in the car, I'm going to win. And in life, that might not be fair, but in the business world, leveraging to go faster is totally there, right? We have coaches that can help us speed up faster. We have influencers who can throw traffic to us faster. And so I taught all of this concept of leveraging and getting on the business jet and just this last January, she held up a paper when I saw her, I saw her face to face at an event we were at and she held up a paper that said $25,000. And I was like, you sold $25,000 this year. She's like, nope, this month. And I was like, yay. And then I just talked to her either last night or this morning. She thinks March when everything is happening, when the world is disrupting, she thinks she's going to beat her January numbers. And did she have a product-based business also? 100%. Yeah. It's one of the most saturated products. It's t-shirts. Wow. It's a piece of cotton with two armholes in it that have been selling forever. And the leverage, which piece of leverage was it for her? Influencers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. And I, and I imagine that for every person there's probably one or two things that they need that might be slightly different, but it sounds like in general, these are your strategies, which are, it makes so much sense. If someone wants to reach out to an influencer, what do you think that they should say? Uh, all right. So here's another story. So let's say you're in your neighborhood and a new person moves in and you want to get to know them. Do you go and you like open the door, barge in and start demanding stuff? No, you go and you say, Hey, can I help you unpack? Hey, can I bring you dinner tonight? Right? That's how friendships are created. And I see so many businesses going out there and like throwing their elbows in and saying, here's my product, sell for me. Why are you not selling for me? And what they get so restraining orders, right? You get restraining. It's called the block button on social media. That's right. your restraining order. Right. Um, and if you go in and you start serving them, responding to their, I mean, they're humans. They're posting and they're checking to see if they have comments, right? Start responding to them. Start figuring out what they need. There was one influencer who loved cheese sandwiches 
And so we sent her a package, <laughs> cheese sandwich stuff. And then in the middle, it had our product. Do you think we got her attention? So cute. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. It's not like this one and done. You're creating these long lasting relationships of them promoting your products for years to come. You're creating this marriage of, I want to give you money. Just talk about my product. And they're like, great. I want to make money. Send me your product. That's what you're trying to create is this. I like my neighbor. She's awesome. Versus I've got a restraining order on my neighbor. Yeah. I totally hear you. That is so, so true. When I was starting out in the music business and everybody was trying to get a hold of people who were choosing music for shows like Grey's Anatomy and Dawson's Creek and everybody wanted their songs on those shows. I started to send out these emails that said mochas and music, like step one, what's your favorite Starbucks drink? Step two, what time can I drop it off? I'll leave you with some music and some caffeine. And some people didn't want to do it. And some people said, sure, bring me some coffee. And I would literally leave the coffee with like a CD as opposed to like, oh, now I'm giving you the, like, I would just like be chill. Like I came to drop it off. Like, oh, thanks. Oh, why don't you sit down for a minute? And then of course, every one of the people who said yes to the coffee wound up being a customer and I licensed music to them. So it's, it's like basic human norms that like we would do anyway, but we forget that that also works in business. Like for some reason in business, we go into this other way of talking. We don't, we don't write emails the way we talk. We don't think about talking to people on social media, the way that we actually talk to our friends. Like that's so weird, but that is a fact and so when you're just like human about it, you stand out, right? Like you stand out, you, you do what you would do normally. And I, I love that you teach it. It's so basic, but kindergarten, yeah. sometimes yeah. we just need a kindergarten teacher back to just be like, remember, you're supposed to share. Remember, you're supposed to work together. Yeah. Back to the basics. For you, how important is your, your own email list or your own podcast to generate leads to your business? All right. So you want to know the honest truth? I think social media distracts us from real business. And that is email. Think about email over last 20 years. They've had one change, right? The promotions tab. Think about how many changes Facebook has had to their algorithm just in the past two years. I think social media is the glitter to real business. People go to their inbox to do business. They go to Instagram to look at pictures. They go to Facebook to have connections. They go to the inbox for business. I sent out an email and it had, I think like 144 people on it. And then I send out another email to a list of 25,000. My list of 144 made the exact same amount of money as my list of 25,000. I'm not kidding. It is not about numbers. It is about the connection that you have with your audience. Like the numbers is just the glitter that's throwing us off. So let's talk about that. So you're saying two different emails. One was to a list of 144. One was a list of Mm 25,000. What was the difference in those emails and what's the difference in the relationship with the people who got those emails? So the list of 144, uh, it was a very tight connection. I keep emailing them. Like it was a very, very tight connection. The list of 25,000 is they signed up through freebies or giveaways, or it wasn't as close of a connection. And so it really isn't about when people get started and they're like, Oh, I wish I had 10,000 people on my list. No, get two that are passionate, get three, build it up to 10. I don't want a big, huge list. Like we go through and we scrub our list all of the time because if people are not engaged with me, you know what? I'm going to focus on those that are, and I'm going to serve those people that are. I'm here when they want to come back and I will love them just the same, but let me take my time, my energy, effort, my money that I'm spending on the email list and put it towards those who I can help more. It's so, so true. And Mm -hmm. the depth of the engagement is going to matter always over how big it's about the depth. You are literally a lighthouse right now in this. <laughs> I'm Thank you. so grateful that you are you and you have the Tinkerbell spirit that you have and you share what you share. It is so important. Tell us a little bit about Because I Can Life, which is your podcast and tell us what that podcast is about, what people can expect when they listen. So Because I Can Life, I called it the because I can life is because my community is called because I can. Why can we do the things 
that we want to? Why can we afford to live our dreams even in the chaos of life, right? It's because we can. Even with everything that's still happening, I am talking to you almost face-to-face. I feel like I'm in your living room. We are blessed with technology (laughs) that can help us to grow. We still have cell phones. We can still get our messages out there, right? And so this podcast is about helping you to beat the demons, (laughs) the thoughts that come into your head and move forward in business and how to leave the slimy business thoughts behind and how you can go out there and serve by putting value into the world and watching your bank account rise. Why can we do this? Why can I work from home with four kids in the background screaming? And you've heard the bug zapper go off like 15 times, I'm sure, if you're wondering what that little snap sound is. <laughs> like In the midst of chaos, we can create money to live the life that we want to. And money just isn't about get a sports car or a house. No, it's to be able to afford food for the sick neighbor, right? Food costs money to be able to pay for your parents when they need to go to an assisted living facility. It is our moral obligation to make money so that we can serve other people. We have to. It's so beautiful. And one thing that you just keep saying, which people need to hear is how important it is that you know that money is something that we need to be reaching for. I think that we really live in a scarcity mentality anyway. So when this stuff happens, and no, this doesn't happen all the time. This is definitely like one of the biggest things that's ever happened. But it's so easy for us to go, you see, that proves it. I won't have money. There isn't any money. And we're doomed, right? And one of the things that you said early on is, I feel like I'm here to teach people how to make money. And it seems to me that every time you say the word money, there's nothing heavy about it. There's such an abundance going on for you and the way that you're swimming right now. It's like, don't you see it? It's here. What the heck? Like, go grab it, be a part of it. How do you help people move into that abundance mentality when they feel like, but it's dried up. There's nothing here. There's no river to drink from. We're all doomed. It's taken me a long time and it's something that I, I struggle with, but I'm, I notice it better. Like this morning when I told you, I went outside and I just lost it right? I had to get all those thoughts out of, yeah, that just let it go. Let it go. I can't control that stuff, but what can I control? Uh, I got an email from uh, a guy this morning and he said the whole economy and the stress of what's happening, everybody thinks they've lost stuff, but they haven't. It's like an apartment or house that you have bought and you're renting it out and the tenants have just left. You don't ditch that property and go find another property. No, you hang on until you can find another tenant to come in and then life goes on. But if you ditch that property and try and go find another, you're starting from ground zero. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs come in and they're starting their e-commerce store and they're like, Oh, it's not making as much. I don't know. And they've been doing it for a while and they ditch it. And then they go start doing something else. And then they start doing something else. And so they've got all these abandoned properties where if they would just focus on the one, they could fill out their entire apartment complex, right? Like it's our job as entrepreneurs to figure out, like we get to have a job because we create our own jobs. And by doing that, it gives us more confidence to be able to create money. At first, when I first started, I was so scared. Like those were the moments where I'm like, are we going to have dinner tomorrow night? I mean, it wasn't like that, right? We had government assistance. Thanks so much. Right. And it was that scarcity mentality. And I switched it to abundance knowing I've learned how to create money. I've been able to create money. I can do it again. And now we're just, it's just a different way of thinking. And most entrepreneurs or most wannabe entrepreneurs are going to quit now. So it's silencing the competition for people to step up. And it's not, I mean, yes, you can give some products away or bonuses or things like that, but you don't need to. Your products are still really good. They're still really valuable. Amazon is shutting down their non-essentials, right? My little boy just had a birthday party, a birthday. We couldn't even have the party, right? It was a virtual party, but he still wanted gifts. Why, why can't I celebrate him, right? Easter's coming up. 
we need to step in and provide presents for the Easter bunny to deliver. Or we're going to have some really sad kids. Like it's our time to step into this because we've been blessed. We know how to create money through e-commerce. We know how to add value to our products. So we just have to silence the chaos and keep going forward. Is it going to be as easy? I don't know. Maybe not. But are we going to quit? No, we're not quitters. We just keep going. Yeah. And like you said so many times, we really don't have a choice. It's kind of selfish to sit back because the world needs entrepreneurs just like the body needs blood. Like we need to keep making money so that the economy is strong. It's not the time to stop. No. That would be devastating. That would yeah. be devastating. And so whatever we can control, we need to do. And uh, we need those of us who are brave, who can stay afloat and, and keep moving forward and having the courage to raise your hand and try things and do things like we need you now more than ever. Please, 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 yes. please yes. do it. And we've seen it in so many industries. We've seen the music industry go from people buying physical CDs to people just going to iTunes. And that we thought was going to decimate the music industry and instead it's never been a better time to do music. And we've seen that with TV moving to streaming and there's lots of things that have changed and it doesn't mean that it's the end. It just means we have to pivot. And it seems like anyone who hasn't yet made the pivot to online is missing a big opportunity. Thank you for being you. And and I just learned so much. I have a whole page of notes. Um, Tell us where we can find you, listen to your podcast and, and be around you more. So the podcast is because I can life. Uh, Then you can find me on Facebook and then randomly on Instagram because I don't want to be on every single platform all the time. I want to really dive into a couple of platforms. So I really do the podcasting um, and Facebook and then every once in a while I'm on Instagram and that's, they're all Allison J Prince. You are so awesome. And I'm so happy that we got to hang out today. (laughs) Thanks for inviting me. I love talking to Allison. Here are the takeaways. Number one, commit and be consistent. Create a habit so your customers know when you'll show up. Number two, don't sell the product. Sell what you can do with the product. Sell the vision instead of the stuff. Number three, have a llama that gets your customers to pull off the freeway of social media. Number four, it's your moral obligation to make money so you can spend it and serve other people. You're the blood of the economy and you need to keep it alive. Number five, leverage what you don't have, be resourceful, figure out what you're missing, who out there has it, and how to create a win-win situation. Number six, it's not about numbers, it's about the connection you have with your audience. And number seven, we can do the things we want, we can live our dreams, even in the chaos of life, because we can. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know that there's so much going on and it means the world that you're tuning into this show. I hope that it's giving you strength. If you haven't already, for some reason, hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen so you don't miss out on the awesome episodes we have coming up. I hope that they will continue to give you tools and inspiration in this time. And if you heard something in this episode or any episode that opened your eyes to new possibility or gave you a sense of strength, then ask yourself, who's the one person I know who needs to hear this? and go tell that person. Text the show. You can text the link. You can email the link. You can post it in your Instagram. If you go ahead and post about it in your Instagram, every day I'll be choosing one of you. Not only will I be reposting if you tag me when you post about the podcast, but I will send you a thank you. Tell your friends how the show has expanded your mind or given you some new hope. Now is the time more than ever to spread that message. Remember, you can join me at 1130 a.m. Pacific Standard Time today for the book club. I'll be in the Facebook group as well as an Instagram. You can go to kathyheller.com slash book club to sign up. It is free. And that way you can get sent the replay and the homework. I love you guys. I'm also doing a giveaway. You guys can enter that. We'll be choosing a hundred of you and doing some coaching. It's free also to enter that giveaway. Just go ahead on my Instagram. You'll find it. It's from a couple days ago. It says stronger together. You'll find that post with me and all my other biz bestie girlfriends. We're going to be talking about some incredible things and I can't wait to see who shows up. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. Open your heart, let the flood start.